Previously, on the terrible adventures of the Janison Burfitt's Parchment Company. Man, really made a mistake choosing such a long name. You're on the road, back to the city, going as fast as a single donkey can pull five people. I try and shoot at cop. You want to set off a massive explosion in the forest here? Let's not be firing at the dangerous chemicals, okay? Frankie's going to have a play around with the coins. So you manage to make a splinter of wood glow with a magical light. This is concentrated magic. What are we doing with this? That stuff that you guys are holding is very illegal and very secret. Even just having some of it can be enough to get you thrown in jail. That's Vito's place. If you guys are lucky, you're gonna get in there and you're gonna find what you're looking for and you're gonna get the hell out of here. Can I get on the floor and peek around the corner? It's a pretty nice looking office. You can see a blue skinned man in a three piece suit. But can I see the barrels anyway? Okay. They're, they're on a pallet together and he's sitting on top of one of them. She's going to turn around and inspect the parchment on the desk. It seems to be plans for making a bomb using the stolen chemicals. This is very dangerous. This could hurt a lot of people. A hole begins to open in the middle of the air. You Vito. I demand your audience. And welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janison Breference Parchment Company, a D&D podcast. My name is Penny, uh, and when the quarantine's over, I'm going to go to an aquarium. <laughs> it's a really cute date. My name's Liz. Uh, today I am playing Karen. And when the quarantine's over, I'm going to go to the beach. Uh, my name's Nate, and I'm playing Flinva the Halfling Bard. And uh, I'm going to go on a railroad trip to, through all the fast food joints and then maybe play mini golf. <laughs> My name is Stephanie and I'm playing Frankie. And when the quarantine's over, I think I'm just going to go to like every store and just stand in there and touch everything. <laughs> um, I am Poppy. I play Ida for the Tiefling Rogue. And as soon as the um, quarantine is over, I'm going to go on a weekend hike with my friends. Sounds nice. Very nice. So we are in the middle of arc <laughs> one of our D&D game. Does anyone want to name it, you know, given how far in we are and how much of a story you guys know about? Does anyone want to name arc one? Chemical arc. <laughs> <laughs> the chemical errand. The chemical errand is a nice one. That's nice. My chemical errand. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, you guys are sitting in an elevated second floor office, looking down at a factory full of stolen goods and merchandise containing the barrels that you're here for. A crackling hole in space has opened, and a haunting voice on the other side has spoken to the blue-skinned man in the three-piece suit and said, you Vito, I demand your audience. The man, who's currently down on one knee, bowing, says, 
How might I serve you, Lord Quisiphistus? And the voice is, I will not see failure, Yustri Vito. And Vidar responds saying, And nor will you. The power you have granted me will rain fire upon this city and all the so-called crime lords who oppose me. You think too small, mortal. Only the start, my lord. First, I must crush the underworld, and then the throne is mine for the taking. Karen will say, Quizzer, Quizzer is he an old god? I don't know, it's... but it's kind of a weird name. I'm gonna need more hesitate. He called Don Vito immortal. Is he immortal? I, I, uh, he said something about taking the throne. I just oh, don't think I'm qualified for this. This is way out of my pay grade. This is way out of and my also, pay grade. And I earn more than past you. Five <laughs> Rough work. <laughs> Bye. Uh, <laughs> Do you think we could sneak in there and get the uh, barrels? Well, I'd, I'd love to, but he's still in the room. How... How are we going to get them out of there? Could set the building on fire. Could set oh. the building. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. I vote with that we uh, burn down the building. As long as we can get the chemicals out without also setting them on fire, because I do believe that that would be uh, the bomb that uh, they are planning on doing, only we would do that to ourselves. That's a fair point. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what about At this flooding? building no at this point they're still talking and a pulse of energy expands from the from the portal in every direction and as it as it passes through you uh your vision clouds for a moment and you feel sick to your stomach after a moment the voice from the portal says it appears we are being observed let us rupture the peace of this night and Vito turns and sees all of you staring out the window at him and he says yes let's and he grasps he grasps his electrum piece and he holds his hand up towards all of you the electrum piece glows blue and a purple bolt of energy erupts from his hand and it hits the floor beneath you and then there's a little bit of crackling and Uh-oh. the floor beneath you collapses. Uh-huh. I want everybody to roll an acrobatics check. Shit. Acrobatics, God. Oh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Nat one. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Oh, um. Wait, for real? Two of y'all got Nat ones. I got a two. Oh, no. So, so my total's ten. That's, that's after where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Well, I got a twenty-two. Okay. (laughs) You land on your feet. You actually manage to grab onto a piece of the office and then drop down onto your feet. The net ones (laughs) land on their heads and they take five damage. Holy shit! My end roll penny was ten because I rolled again, but I still rolled low. Uh. Yeah, I I got a two, not a net one. Sorry. Yeah. So reacting to death that might have sounded a bit. Okay, so Nate, you also take you also take five damage. You guys look up and you see the man in the three-piece suit. A little closer, you can see that he has gills across his neck, and you recognize him to be a water genasi. And he kind of rubs his hands together and he's like, 
Oh yeah, I was looking for an excuse to try out my new powers. Line up, ladies. I don't know what you're doing here, but you're gonna die. Roll for initiative. Ooh, all right. Good God. <laughs> so what level is this man? <laughs> That's to be a threat to us. I got a 16. No. 23. Steph? 18. And Poppy? 22. Nice. All right, so here's the situation. You've got a well-dressed man standing in front of an eldritch portal uh, who wants to kill you. <laughs> First up is Flynn. What are you going to do, bud? I will just mention that you just witnessed somebody using Electrum to cast a spell. He casted a cantrip, yeah. he cast Eldritch Blast, but now you've seen it. Yeah, I think that will click home in Flynn's mind, like what he was kind of thinking about on the on the thing, and I'm going to try the one that he's had in his hand this whole time. Just carrying around awkwardly. He's going to try and just reflex, just naturally try and um, cast one back. Okay. What spell are you going to cast? Um, so I'm going to cast a Vicar's Mockery as a cantrip. As, yeah, he's he's going to unleash like a lace of insults, almost as he's like swearing to himself about one falling and failing badly at landing. Um, and then this crazy kind of blue guy who's ruining his day and he's Mr. Sale, he's very mad, so he's just going to let rip. Um, what, what does he say? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Something along the lines of a, a slimy wet bucket of moss, you know, for a no good person. <laughs> I'm trying to use actual curse words. Um, you can use uh, actual curse words for vicious mockery. I'm going to rule that that's fine. <laughs> Alright. Talk about it is vicious after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a wet soup of a dandy trying to ruin their day and missing a sales that he could have made, you know, his year of commission on. Going to curse you to the living edge of your bucket to mop thousands of floors with your stupid hair and something about a toupee. And yeah. Just... Okay, as you are unleashing this string of insults, the piece of Electrum in your hand begins to glow, and the force of your anger takes form. Vito actually takes damage from this. He takes 1d4 psychic damage from this. So go ahead, roll me 1d4 psychic damage. And as you're doing this, you realize that you're casting a spell. Haha, <laughs> uh, that's a fool. Oh, that's yeah. very nice. Okay. It, I just realized it said he had to succeed on a wisdom saving throw, and he did not. Uh, what's your spell saving, DC? 13. Yeah, okay, yeah, he, he got a 9. Yeah, so you stand up, and you're hurt, and you're late, and you're feeling pinned in, and you <laughs> release this string of insults at this man who has made your day so inconvenient, and <laughs> the electrum in your hand glows, and he takes four psychic damage. It hits him, but he seems to have a a glowing film over his skin, and it sort of cracks a little bit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, are you going to do anything else with your turn? I'm going to roll sideways out of the rubble. There is There are boxes and stuff sort of nearby that you could hide behind if you wanted some cover. Yeah, I want to duck into cover. I will just throw this out there once. You just did something really cool, and if you want to use that to give a, a bardic inspiration dice to one of your teammates, you may do so. Ooh, cool. I would like to do that. So what would that, would it be just cast the same as, like... Giving a bardic inspiration dice is a bonus action, so I believe for a level one bard, a bardic inspiration dice is a d6. 
You can offer a d6 to any of your allies, which they can then use to add to a, an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm going to turn... As I'm rolling away, maybe I'll turn to... Um, who's got a ranged weapon? I don't know if Frankie's got a ranged weapon. Stick it to him and kind of give you like a thumbs up. <laughs> so I roll away. <laughs> okay. So how far away is he from standing from us? Like in front of us? He's about 40 feet from you. Okay. He's still over by the portal. Okay. I'm going to do me old dagger. So you're going to summon your dagger? There's not a whole lot of special... Because sneak attack, you said, costs Electrum, right? It would, yes. Mm-hmm. And you also need to be hiding in order to... You also, Sweet. you also, well, you need to have advantage on him to get a sneak attack. So either flanking him, he's engaged with somebody else, or you can hide this turn and get a sneak attack next turn. Okay, that's all good. I'll, yeah, just some, I'll just throw my dagger at him. Okay, so roll me, a, roll me an attack roll. Fifteen. Yep, meets beats. That hits. Sweet, and damage is six. Wow, very nice. The glowing film that surrounds him shatters as the dagger hits him and sort of embeds itself like in that little squishy bit underneath of his arm. Sweet. Um, during my turn also, am I going to be allowed to withdraw my dagger? Like, unsummon it, I guess? I think it would probably take a bonus action to to dismiss it and resummon it. Okay. You can get it back next turn. Sweet, yeah. Do you want to run oh, away actually, from where you are? You've yeah, still got I did. Full movement. I want to jump behind Fox's... Cool. And hide myself essentially. <laughs> uh, you move about fifteen feet over to where some crates are stacked, and you sort of jump in between uh, a couple of crates and hide. Perfect. Okay, uh, next up is Frankie. Okay, so Frankie's going to be like, "Ah, oh, I think I think I know what to do here." So he's going to pick up some rubble, uh, like I don't know, uh, a, a brick or something. Yep. Uh, and he's going to rummage in his bag. So what he's, what he's essentially going to do is cast Firebolt, but he's going to make the stuff rather than create it out of his hands because I feel like that's more artificial yep. if he's making the stuff. To, so he's going to literally make a Fireball bolt and he's going to chuck it at the guy. Okay, nice. So you pick up a piece of rubble. How do you make use of the Electrum in this, in this uh, moment? Same because he's holding, he'd be holding it with the rubble and the the other sort of stuff he's going to use. So he's just going to smash it with everything uh, and use it to sort of mix up the the concoction to make firebolt and hope that works. Okay, so make a ranged spell attack, please. That is a 17. Okay, that hits him. Very nice. Uh, He takes 1d10 fire damage. Okay. And that is 10. 10 on the dice. Nice. Did you roll max damage? Yes, I did. I'm uh, like, oh, it's a zero. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. So after being hit twice in quick succession, Vito flinches and smiles. And he's like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then he oh, no. grasps the piece of Electrum that he's holding. And he holds out his palm. And he does another Eldritch Blast uh, back at Frankie, who just... Oh, God. Who just basically made it made a firebolt out of rubble, which he found to be <laughs> quite annoying. So <laughs> he sorry. a beam of crackling energy streaks towards him. Uh, you're gonna make a ranged spell attack. What is your AC? 14. It hits. Oh, yikes. So it's gonna do one D10 force damage. Oh my Oof. life. You take three damage. Three force oh, damage. Frankie is nearly dead, by the way. 
So it's cool. It's cool. And then he's going to run around behind the portal that he's standing in front of. And he's gonna he's gonna hide behind the portal. You guys wanna surrender? Maybe you can work for me. And that Karen's sounds up. like a pretty good idea. <gasps> Karen is offended. <laughs> she gasps as she um, gets to her feet and uh, grabs a piece of brick. As she storms towards the portal, she is yelling at this man. She says, how dare you? How dare you try to poach us out from underneath our boss? How dare you steal our inventory and try to bomb our city? I will be filing a complaint. And as my action, I would like to throw a brick at... Well, I guess I can't throw it at him anymore because he's hiding. I would like to throw it at the portal. Are you are you <laughs> raging here or are you... I'm not raging yet, no. Okay, okay. I, I thought that the getting up plus the full movement, which is 25 feet, plus the action of throwing, that is the bonus action movement action. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, that's fine. Roll me... Um, so you're throwing it at the portal? Yes. Um, Trying to knock it or destabilize it or... As the as the brick comes in contact with the portal, it just disintegrates, and an, an arc of blood red lightning kind of arcs towards you. It doesn't hit you, but it does feel like it uh, did make a make a bit of a retaliation at you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else and you'd like to do with your turn? No, I think that's it. How far away is he now? He was forty feet. He ducked behind the portal, so now he's probably another ten feet back from where he was. You ran okay. twenty five feet forwards. So he yes. is about he's about 25 feet from where you are now, but you will have to go around the portal to reach him. Cool, cool, cool. If you will allow me one more thing to do, I will also summon um, my great axe. That's fine. All right, and that's it. That's that's uh, Karen's turn. Okay, back up to Flynn. Um, how close is Frankie to me, to where I rolled? You are probably 10, 15 feet from where Frankie is. Um, seeing as I damaged him before with my horrendous words, I'm going to try that again, because I don't know yet what I can do. So Flynnvar kind of reaches into his bag of holding it as his fanny pack. <laughs> I can't oh, yeah, right. consume Electrum, so if you still have it in your oh. hand, you should be able to do it again. Oh, yes, I do. So is it just spells that would use a full Electrum at this point? Uh, level 1 spell would use an Electrum cantrips will require you to be holding an electrum or wielding an electrum but it doesn't consume it perfect okay so seeing that i've still got it in my hand i'm gonna be like sweet let's give this another go so i'm going to cast business mockery and heckle him behind the hiding behind the portal what do you say <laughs> i'm gonna make you come up with insults Okay, I'm gonna write a list then. Curse of a bard! Um, Curse of a bard! I had to once play a pipe, an actual flute, for my bard, so this isn't too bad. Um, so I call out to him and I, I say, Ah, you're hiding like a lily livered coward, you know, and you smell like one too. Are okay. you blue for sewage water? Remind me again of your spell save? Um, 13. Oh, that time he succeeds. The force of your words appears to dissipate once it reaches the portal that he's sort of sitting himself behind. Uh, are you going to do anything else with your turn? Um, I'm going to move over to where Frankie is so next time I can try and help him out a bit. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, next up is Ido. Um, so how far am I from... Uh, I'm not going to be able to sneak up on him. You don't currently um, have line of sight on him unless you want to go further around. You'll have to like dart to another set of boxes. Sweet. Um, well, I guess I'll sneak closer, essentially. So there's a there's another set of boxes kind of 
further up. You can also use your turn to dismiss and resummon your dagger, so you have it next time if you want. There is that. I could move and also do that, could I? Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. So that's your bonus action, and then you can use your action to hide. So that yep. would, yeah. So that would be your turn. You're you're, yep. you're within range for next for next turn, mm -hmm. but at the moment you've just decided to hide. Sweet. And okay. I've got my dagger back. Yeah, you do have your dagger back. Sweet. Frankie, it's your turn. What are you gonna do? Okay, so Frankie is gonna just like hobble up and be like, oh, whoa, 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 hey, hey, it's me, Frankie. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, she's trying to imitate, um, what's his name, sort of accent. Murphy. And, and trying to be mob like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Rodney's, uh, cousin. Uh, we met at Nana's, uh, Easter harvest. Uh, we had the meatballs. Uh, I just came from the factory uh, to tell you that those uh, chemicals are uh, the, the, the wrong deal. They're no good. They won't get the job done. Okay. Roll me a uh, deception check and I'll roll against his insight. Uh, can I also, when I roll, uh, can I roll with the bardic inspiration? Yeah, so roll your d20 and then add your d6 to it if you want to. Okay. But roll your d20 first and then find out what uh, you Okay, need. okay. I thought you had to roll them No, together, you, like... you can add it after you've seen what the result is. Okay. Okay, I will roll that. Uh, so the roll on the dice was a 12, okay. and I decided to use my Bardic Inspiration, which is a 6. Uh, and then my Rolling Deception? Yeah, you are Rolling Deception. That is 19. Wow, okay. So from behind nice. the portal, Vito's like, Frankie, uh, I don't remember you, but I guess, you know, you sound legit. The thing is, though, is that you did just try to kill me with some kind of invention, so back off, and after I've dealt with the rest of these guys, I'll uh I'll see about getting you on the payroll. How's that sound? Oh yeah. Oh, forget about it. Uh, I was just trying to get your attention. You know, don't worry about it. My attention. It's Vito's turn now. Uh, he peeks out from the side of the portal, sees where Karen is, and then he turns into mist and he reforms close to where Karen is, and he's now holding a glowing purple sword and he's going to attack Karen with the sword. So gonna roll an attack roll. I got a natural uh, dirty 20. Oh man my AC is only 13. Okay he's attacking he's attacking one-handed so that's a d8 damage plus his strength. Ooh so that's that's uh seven damage. Offa duffa. That's a big hit. All right. Fortunately, it's Karen's turn next. Uh, so she staggers, but stays on her feet. As the um, as the blade cuts through her, she feels pain, but also a lot of anger. <laughs> and her her anger rushes into the Electrum coin that she's been holding, and it bursts in a flash of blue energy. And uh, I would like to activate Rage, please. Nice. Describe Karen's <laughs> Rage form to the party. What changes? <laughs> her, so her hair gets more angular. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I would say that because her weapon is blue and the Electrum is blue, bolts of blue start crawling underneath her skin. Uh, they look like veins almost reaching up from her weapon all the way up through her arms. You can see them crawling up her neck and um, down the back of her shirt. Uh, she would like to give him a great big smack, please. 
Absolutely. You're gonna hit him you're gonna hit him in the head with your axe. Gonna hit him in the head with the axe. Okay, by the way, did you update your AC for unarmored defense? Yeah, it's ten plus dex and con, which yeah. is thirteen. Okay, cool. Just My dex is pretty low. So that is uh I'm gonna be rolling um plus seven and then another plus uh seven for the damage roll. It's a ten. Um unfortunately his AC is fifteen. Bugger. You swing and you would have been on the mark, but he blocks you using his sword, using two hands. And he smiles at you and he's like, I don't know which, uh, which lord is your boss, but you guys should definitely consider joining me. You would make absolutely spectacular subordinates. Karen would like to say, I doubt you can offer anything that I would want. Um, <laughs> Next up is Flynn. So I, I can't decide whether to attack or not, but I'm going to... Because um, he naturally sees Frankie um, lying there, hurdle being there, hurt a little bit. Um, he put Flimvar puts his hand out towards him and is like, commiseratory, like, oh my gosh, you know, like you, you can't be that hurt, you know, that's not great. Um, and cast kill wounds on me, buddy. Okay, nice. so that that that's a level one spell, so that consumes the electron yes. that you're holding, um, and the cool. blue energy casts down your arm across your heart and then through your other arm and once it touches Frankie it heals him. So go ahead and roll. I think cure wounds is a D eight plus for you it'll be D eight plus cha. Cha 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 real smooth. Cool. Woohoo five plus three. Eight. Cool. Thank you. Frankie is healed for eight HP. And you have just healed the wounded Flynn. You just, mm-hmm. you just, and I'm you, pretty shocked about that. <laughs> you just successfully channeled a piece of, like, a coin through your body and used it to help another human being to heal their wounds. So he's kind of, like, on his knees looking a little bit Jesus' hands about it, like, what? <laughs> okay, uh, um, is, that, is that your turn? Are you going to move? Yeah, I'm going to move back to my box, my original box. Okay, so Vito and Karen are currently locked in combat about... Once you're behind the box, it's probably 30 feet from where you are, 25 feet from where Frankie is. Next up is Ido. What are you up to, Ido? So I can do sneak attack, right? You he's, can. He, he's currently dealing with Karen. And also you did oh. hide, so you would actually have advantage anyway. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm going to throw the dagger and use sneak attack. You you see your target. You reach back. Are you holding an Electrum? Oh, no, I have it in my pocket, though. So when you so pull gonna... back, you notice, uh, a, like, a blue mist go from your pocket into your hand. Roll me an attack roll. With advantage. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> you, you have advantage, so you can roll twice. I know. I oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, but you're, uh, you miss. The dagger goes wide. It doesn't miss by too much, but with him and Karen kind of like moving and pushing against each other with their swords, it just kind of goes a little bit off off track a little bit. Are you going to use your movement? So basically, he still doesn't really know that I'm there, right? Because he's so caught up in his... Yeah, at the moment, he's pretty engaged with Karen. Okay, well, I'm going to stay where I am, but I will, if I can, use a bonus, a bonus move to dismiss my dagger. Are you going to also summon it? If I can. Yeah, it would be a free action to do one, so it wouldn't cost you any of your actions to do one, but if you're going to do both in the same turn, that will be a bonus action. Okay, okay. But I still oh. used up an Electrum then, didn't I? Even you did, though. yeah. Yeah, cost you an Electrum to do a sneak attack. Oh, well. Okay. Like I had two. Next up is Frankie. So, Frankie's little thing probably uh, 
did it work? So how, from where Frankie is, how far away is the chemicals? Is it still on the other side? Like it was on the other side of the... If you ran to the chemicals from where you are right now, it would probably be your full movement. They are in, so sort of on the other side of the crates that Ida was hiding behind, they're sort of right there. So if you use your full movement to run past Karen, you would pretty much be right there at the crate, at the barrels. Okay, the Frankie's going to do that. So you're going to run over to the barrels? And then he is going to cast another firebolt. Roll me a ranged attack spell. That's only a four on the dice, so I don't believe it's going to hit. Yeah, no, unfortunately it does miss. It's, it actually goes in between Karen and Vito's faces, so it goes in between where they are, and he's like, oh, shit. And he sees you over by the barrels. And then, yeah, Frankie's gonna stay there and pretend that he's examining the barrels. <laughs> is he examining them or is he pretending to examine them? He's pretending to examine them. Okay, so it is now Vito's turn. He's gonna grip his sword uh, with two hands and he is going to go for another attack on Karen. As okay. He, uh, he misses. You manage to Yay. you manage to block it with the handle of your axe. There's like a cool like face to face weapon fight happening here with like you know swing block swing block. Oh, we're gonna you know we're gonna get each other. It's not just misses that you guys are actively stopping each other from from hitting you. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and then it is Karen's turn. All right, I'm just gonna try and whack him one again. Do a good job this time. Whispering to my dice. Oh, if you want to maintain rage, you have to spend another electron. Oh, do I? Oh, do I have to? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that um, it would be for one minute, like normal rage. Because hmm. um, like that's pretty much your only mechanic, and I don't want you to feel like you don't have to use electrum to like use a like a magical form, essentially. Mm. It's really the only um, thing that you would be spending electrum on. Yes. So yeah, I, I think my my idea was that you would have to. Spin one to activate it, and then spin one to maintain it each turn. Okay. Karen's rage is still up, so her other Electrum that was in her pocket um, fades away, and her blue veins glow a little bit brighter as she um, swings to attack. That is an that's a seven, that's an eighteen. Nice. Okay. So you, after just blocking his attack. You kind of like push him back and then you bring your axe back and you swing it around aiming for his ribs as he's knocked off balance and it connects and you manage to hit him in the side right in the ribs there um roll me your damage all right that's the 1d12 plus five and then a plus two for uh, rage, rage. so that's a five plus a five a ten plus a two is uh 12 points of damage please you sink that axe right into his ribs and it hurts he actually screams a bit and he stumbles back and he's bleeding a lot water genasi still bleed red but it Mm. is it's going all down his suit and he is pissed karen is also pissed off she (laughs) says um she says i am way too good of a manager to be hired by someone like you as he stumbles backwards. <laughs> he he kind of grins, but you can see that his cockiness is starting to fade. He's definitely real hurt and he's not enjoying himself at all. He kind of stumbles back and he's pretty close to the portal at this point. He's probably just like six or seven feet away from where the portal is. Next up is Flynn. 
Cool. So I'm going to pop up from behind my barrels and give another a lashing of uh, vicious mockery for him. So I'm going I'm to have to put my hand into my bag of holding to get my uh, another electrum since I uh, realized I, I used that other one on that full spell. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting a gauge of like what things cost and what I need to do to make it work. So I put my hand in my uh, fanny pack and the other one like kind of like toss my hand at him and like like kind of theater yell at him. Yeah, what Karen said, you flying puff of fecal matter. Wisdom save. <laughs> what she said. He rolled it. He rolled a net twenty. Oh, oh, he's, he's too sort of distracted by pain right now to be listening to you. Does he pull out a reverse Uno card and? <laughs> <laughs> he actually, he actually is fecal matter, so he it's not an insult to him. It's not an insult. You're just saying, you're just saying a fact. Uh, okay, Ida, what's it, what do you got, bud? I'm gonna be doing just the same thing, but hopefully I actually hit him this time. Because if it does, come on. You are probably um, 15 feet from him, so mm-hmm. you're currently hidden. If you want to roll a stealth check, I'll let you just make it a like. You don't have to throw it if you want to run up and actually hit him. Oh, okay. It's 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 up to you. Like I guess it'd probably be yeah, easier to do the ranged <laughs> attack because there's there's one less roll in there. It just depends on what you think is going to be awesome. I think I'm close enough now, and he's seeing that he's down, so he is going to go up and like just get him with the dagger. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you can make a stealth roll of twelve or more, I will give you sneak attack damage on the attack. Oh, sick. Yes, that's 16. Nice, okay. So while all this is happening, you know, Flynn's yelling, Karen's hitting him in the ribs. You're like slowly sneaking up and you like reclaim your dagger and you're gonna do a jumping, jumping attack and you're gonna go, do a attack with advantage. Sweet. Um, with sneak attack? Yeah, with, sneak attack's a damage thing. So oh, roll, roll, your, roll your attack first and then if you hit, then you can do sneak attack damage. That is 16. Nice, it's a hit. Yep, nice. Cool, so roll your, I believe sneak attack is 1d6 to add on top of your d4 for the dagger. Yeah. And then plus your dex on top of that as well. Okay, so that is 11. Very nice. So you jump through the air. Uh, where are you going to stab him? Are you going to stab him in the front? Are you going to stab him in the back? Are you going to sort of like get him in the neck? What are you going to do? I kind of want to get him, wait, so is he facing up? at the moment he's facing towards karen the portal is behind him and you're coming at him from his right okay i want to get him in the throat if i can just (laughs) just throwing it out there this is killing somebody like the last guys you fought you didn't kill them you wounded them and left them are you in the heat of the moment are you worried about murdering somebody i'll be honest no okay how do you want to do this (laughs) um i feel a bit bad that karen's gonna say it but i'm also like Screw this guy! He just tried to kill all of us. It's fine. You've, you've made your you've made your decision. Stick with it. I just wanted okay. to make sure you were aware of the moral implications. Basically, I'm gonna um, as I'm coming down, I'm like, Karen, don't look. And then. <laughs> <laughs> so you managed to just stab straight into the side of his neck, and he, like, he shocked, and he stumbles backwards, and as soon as his skin touches the edge of the portal he ignites in a blood red flame and from the portal you hear the words fool didn't last two days handling my power i claim the soul you promised me 
um, and Vito, shrieking with pain, a light in a blood red flame, tries to run and he stumbles over towards the barrels containing the chemicals Yikes. that you that Frankie's Frank right next to. Um, what do you guys do? Frankie, push him away! Uh, Has Frankie got the strength? I, um, can, can I... Karen, can Karen, like, try and grab him and throw him into the portal? Not Frankie, obviously. Um, <laughs> Don Vito. What I was gonna say is, can I cast Mage Hand to push him away? Uh, Mage Hand only works on stuff that is five pounds or less, I think. You can't use Mage okay. Hand to carry something that is person-sized. Move him away. He's a light in magical flame and he's kind of like run stumbling over to where you are. Can Karen try and grab him as he runs past? Uh, you're too far away, sorry. You're um, just a little bit too far from where he is. Frank is gonna then dive the fuck out of the way. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, 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 fire plus chemical. Like, yeah, that might be the best idea, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, every... all right. We'll eat ourselves away. Everybody yeah. make, the, make a dick save. Oh no. Ugh, not a dex save. Yes, dex save. This is a save, not a check. So if you have dexterity saving throws, you can add your proficiency bonus. Yay. Frankie got a 10. Karen got a 12. Papa got a 20. I got a 16. Um, so Flynn manages to jump behind uh, some rather large boxes. The rest of you only have a second to sort of turn and run but you don't actually get the time to actually take shelter before Vito touches the first barrel and then kaboom. Penny again. I hope you're enjoying Arc 1, My Chemical Errand, so far. We had a bunch of fun recording it, and I'm really looking forward to where the story is going to go to from here. We don't have any sponsors, so there aren't any ads to put here, but I just wanted to do a little shout out to some of the people whose work has gone into this project. It'll just take a sec, and then we can get back to the questing. First of all, the players, Stephanie, Liz, Nate, and Poppy, you guys have been really fun to DM for, and I love your characters. Thank you so much for the time that you have all put into this. Uh, secondly, thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing me to use their background music. If any DMs are looking for cool mood setting sound to add to their games, he puts them up completely free as a community resource. They're really good and super well produced. You can check them out at tabletopaudio.com or on his Patreon, which is also called Tabletop Audio. A big thank you to a guy named Regan McKinnon, who created the theme song for the show, as well as a few other pieces of music I'm going to be using. If you liked the theme song, you can reach him by searching for The Porch Recording Studio on Facebook. And finally, thank you to my partner Liv, who has not only been super supportive throughout all the hours I've spent writing the show and editing and post, and helping me to workshop the story ideas, but is also responsible for all the official art that you'll see across all our social media. She's a really talented artist, and she makes all of her money through commission work, creating all sorts of things from digital art portraits to movie storyboards to original comics. She's an absolute treasure, and I can't possibly sing enough praises in this short moment I'm taking for a shout-out. If you like the show art and you want some delightful and affordable art custom-made just for you, check out Liv Artisan Design, that's L-I-V-A-R-T-I-S-A-N, Design, on Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon. Thank you again for listening to our humble little D&D podcast with a terribly long name. 
you can find out more about us on our website, which should be in the description. I would say it here, but as of this recording, I haven't actually reserved a domain name yet. And there will be a Patreon established eventually where subscribers will be able to get characters named after themselves, submit ideas for magical items that the players will be able to buy, or just show your support, whatever you want to do. Okay, on with the show. Roll the lowest. I think me. Mm, I was a 12. Frankie, your vision goes white and you find yourself lying on your back in a wooded area in like a forest. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. <clears throat> Frankie just, just, I guess, slowly sits up and is like, what? When you sit up, a bluebird from a nearby tree flutters down and sits on your toes like you're sitting with your with your legs out and your feet sticking up Mm -hmm. sits on the end of your toes and looks at you and says hello hey bird this is a nice dream this is a dream well at least i'm not dead i assume i assume it's a dream i suppose birds can't talk or can they i don't know today they can um i'm gonna wake up now okay uh frankie slaps himself (laughs) <laughs> the bird sings, like does a little tweedle tweet, and opens one of its wings, and off to the side of you, you can sort of see, you can see a cliff that looks over um, like a forested valley, and sitting on the edge of the cliff, with their legs dangling over the side, is a naked man, his oh. uh, his eyes closed, um, intently listening to the world around him, the bluebird flies off of your feet and goes and lands on the naked man's shoulder and says goodbye Frankie it was nice to meet you who, who rolled the highest oh I got 20 Frankie you hear Idafa saying your name Frankie Frankie and with a ringing in your ears your vision comes back to the real world where you're sitting half buried in the rubble of a destroyed factory and Idafer is grabbing you and shaking you and trying to get you to wake up. Uh, Frankie! Oh, little bird, you're too rough. Oh, oh can man. I slap Frankie? Go ahead. Slap. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm awake. I Good. I just dream. There was talking birds and a naked man. Okay, okay. We uh, should probably get you out of here. A couple of feet from where you are, you can see Flynn basically digging an unconscious Karen out of some rubble as well. You can, and and you can kind of see the portal is gone where it was, is kind of a, like a crater as though stuff fell there and then was disintegrated. And then the portal has disappeared. There's like a circular crater. You're all extremely hurt and you're digging yourselves out of the rubble of a destroyed factory. Karen, Karen, shake, shake, shake. No, I... Uh, five more minutes, darling. I'll... Could you bring me in a cup of coffee, please? I think you're gonna need to mend your bag again. Uh, what? Oh, uh, my... My bag? And uh, Karen sits up. Oh, my... Forget about my bag. What about my head? What... That too. Did we... Have we got the chemicals? I mean... <laughs> the chemicals were used? <laughs> oh... Oh, oh dear. 
Oh, I just don't know what I'm going to tell Janderson. Janderson can go screw himself. We're all munted over here. <laughs> I'm sure... I'm sure the paper company will help us out with the, the medical bills and Karen's going to climb to her feet slowly. I think I'd rather like to go home now. Everybody freeze! And climbing over the nearby pieces of rubble are three warforged and a chubby human man wearing the colors of the town guard. Oh, finally! So good to see you! Oh, I've had just the most awful day. It's meant to be my hundredth birthday and I I thought that the I thought that my workplace was sending me out of the office on a little trip so they could get everything ready for a surprise party and I went to another town there was somebody had stolen our property and the chubby human uh, walks up to you and starts to put your hands behind your back as the three warforged that are with him begin to do the same to Flynn, Frankie, and Idafa, and he he says, I don't know what happened here, but you've all been discovered at the uh, site of a huge explosion, and you're all going to need to answer some questions for us. Hey, 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 of course, of course, of course we'll answer questions, you don't need to, ow, you don't need to put my hands behind my back, you're not arresting me, I haven't done anything wrong. Okay, so you're going to come peacefully? Yes, no, but she's- Me too. She's going to come peacefully, but she doesn't want to be handcuffed. Frankie isn't still quite sure what's going on. He's still imagining the naked man and trying to figure out what that means. So he stops handcuffing you and the Warforge stand back from Flynn and Frankie, but the third Warforge continues cuffing Idafar. Well, don't cuff him. He's my employee. And the, the Warforge who's cuffing him says... This one is coming in. We have reports that match his description, and he was found at the scene of an explosion. What oh, reports? Yeah. What racial profiling? What? Well, you know, grey-horned boy does things. People report it. This is just how it goes. Look, he's coming with us. We're not leaving his side. He's an employee of the Janison Breffitt's paper company. Oh, do you have any identification I... with you? Absolutely, I do she'll pull out her um, ID card. So you guys are going to go along and answer the questions? Yes. You're not, yeah. not, not going to resist? No. Okay. No. no. Those are warforged. <laughs> and I have not a lot of HP left. That's, a, mm -hmm. that's the popo. Like. <laughs> Hands up, don't shoot. That's the popo. We are level one. <laughs> so the slum station for this neighborhood is clearly underfunded and understaffed. At this time, uh, only the human and the three Warforged are on duty. Where you guys are currently sitting is in the, the back area of like a little police station. Idafa is inside a cell with the guards sitting across from him at a table questioning him. The other three of you are sitting on a single bench off to the side by, you can see Idafa, but you're not close to him. Two of the Warforged are sort of standing near you to make sure that you don't move. And the third one is just kind of walking around doing paperwork. He's sort of over by the entrance where you guys arrived into this room, preparing a incident form. Uh, he, <laughs> he asks each of you your names uh, and, and then he takes them down from the, from the lanyards you're wearing and begins to write them into his incident report. Inside the jail cell, the human guard is 
quite piggishly eating like a large pastry. He's like an enormous decadent pastry. And he says, so uh, how'd you end up in that pile of rubble with these nice people, huh? Idafa, you don't have to answer him. You're under my jurisdiction. I can answer for you if you like. The warforged nearest you puts a hand on your shoulder, kind of, not like intimidatingly, but like, hey, you're not being spoken to right now. Yeah, I don't do anything wrong. I don't have to say anything. Well, unless you want to talk to someone a little higher up, which I guarantee you is going to end in a cell, you need to talk to me. You need to tell me how you ended up in the rubble of an exploded factory, or this is going to get real painful for you really quickly. Okay, well, we were in a factory, and it exploded. What were you doing in the factory? I've never seen those three around here before. I've seen people who look like you. I don't know if I've ever seen you. Are you from around here? Do you live here? No. Where do you live? I was taken from work. Where do you work? I work at Jamison Breffords. You work in the West District? Not a lot of people look like you work in the West District, mate. Yeah, I know. There was some kind of delivery thing went wrong. We had to come pick it up. I'm going to need more details. Unfortunately, I'm not sure I believe you. Karen yells from the other room. I'm the one with the details. I'm the manager. And I'd rather believe I'd like to speak to yours. I'll be speaking to you very soon. Don't you worry. You four have caused some pretty serious property damage and endangered some of the people of this district. Oh, it wasn't us that caused that damage, darling. Let me tell you that. Do you know who often is the person who says that they didn't have anything to do with the crime? Yeah, it's usually the person who was found at the scene. Yeah, who had nothing to do with the crime. You know, Oh, as it is. You'll excuse me if I don't just... And at this point, you hear a ding as someone in the... Like, someone in the entrance area uh, rang the bell for service. And he well, says... Well, you should probably go get that. Oh, don't worry. One of the bots will go get it. Don't even worry about it. Look, I don't believe you, okay? This is something that is very serious, and I'm going to get some answers out of you if you don't want to end up in a cell in the Emperor's Dungeon. Okay, so what if I was a halfling? And there's another ding. And he says, if you were a halfling, you'd probably be sitting out there waiting to get your name written down, because we all know how this works. We all know how you people operate. I tell him to call my parents. There's another ding, and the human. Darling, I do believe someone out the front is looking for you. Okay, fine. 74, go find out who it is. And he starts chomping into his big pastry. And the third Warforged, the one who was writing stuff down, gets up. He goes out through the door that you guys entered in from to the entrance area, the reception area of the guard station. And you can hear a little bit of talking coming from the other room. And then suddenly there is an almighty whoosh. And the door into the room the bottom half of it just falls back and you can see like an enormous slit like across the wall that the door was connected to and the human looks over and he starts to panic and he commands the remaining warforged well find out find out what that was go get him and emerging through the hole in the door with a sword held in two hands is moshi the samurai Not the most helpful at this time, darling. <laughs> the Warforged that were guarding you two uh, both advance on him. Um, he holds his sword in two hands and he says, Cut down those who would prevent me from achieving my goals. Windblade! And he does one slice and a slash of wind 
cuts both of the Warforged advancing of them completely in half. It also cuts the interior of the building clean in two, including the bars of the cell that Idafer is standing in. And all of the torches that were lighting the room just snuffed out. You can still see a little bit of light coming from the other room as uh, Moshi enters the cell through the hole that he just made and looks at the human guard up and down. The guard uh, cowers and hides behind Idafa, saying like, I, I don't know, I don't know what you, what you want, but, but you, I work for the emperor. You got to You got to get out of here. And so Moshi grabs him by the hair and he, he screams like a coward. He's like, Aah! and pulls him over and pulls a bag off of his head. And it's at that point that you guys notice that he's been wearing the bag of holding that Flynn had. Like he possibly, like during the arrest, he seems to have taken it for himself. It wasn't added to any kind of uh, evidence bag. He just seems to have liked it and stolen it. Rude. Moshi opens the bag and reaches inside and feels around for a moment. Uh, He withdraws his hand and then he kind of stops and he tilts his head as though he's listening to something. And after a moment, he says, no, it's not here. It must have been taken by somebody else. I will return. We may need to work without it. I'm just staring at Moshi, just like, uh, uh, what? He's about to turn around and leave, and then he recognizes Idafa, and he turns and he sees the rest of the party. He drops the bag that he's holding to the ground, and he sheaths his sword, and he, and he smiles quite friendly, and he says, Oh, hello, friends. <laughs> I can see the world is treating you no better than earlier today. I hope this small difference I have made here will help you on your journey. And then he just ducks back out of the hole in the cell and, and leaves. He exits the room, taking the guard's enormous pastry with him and just like chomping on it as he leaves. <laughs> um, I pick up um, the bag of holding again and put it on my waist, kind of looking around like at all the mess. Like This room has like, been destroyed. Wow, like... I'm like, maybe we should probably not be here. Yeah, I start to like shuffle out. But before I leave, I want to make sure that our names aren't here. So I get rid yes. of those identifying papers. So you're, you're, you're going to take them with you? Yes, yes, for now. Okay. All right. Good work. I actually had that written down that if you didn't think to, to remove the evidence of yourselves being here, that, that, that might come back to bite you. So good work. <laughs> you guys quickly gather up your things and you, you leave. Hell yeah. I'm you're, out of there. You're all still very injured. In, a, in RPG terms, you're all basically on like one HP. As We're all you, beeping. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know that Pokemon noise you get when you're down to red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside the police station, people are starting to exit their homes after the noise and after the kerfuffle. And you guys realize that you're all injured and you have almost no idea even where you are in the city. I think we should duck down an alleyway somewhere. We've got some weird potions that we um, found, but I I didn't want to just test them out but maybe one of them will make us feel better maybe i should have a look at those um are there like taxis or like carts around here we can re- like take us anywhere? yeah there are a few it's getting close to evening time though by this time it's around probably 6 7 p.m and Ugh. after the like people are starting to exit their homes and look out of windows and stuff and you guys really don't want to be seen uh where yeah. you are right now you probably don't want to hire a taxi Besides feeling like shit, I'm just hungry, so I am going to suggest that we all go and get some food, because 
I imagine we're all starving. None of us have eaten all day. Yeah. I think it would be prudent if we all went to my house. You hear a whistle uh, and you turn and you look off uh, to the right and there is a red-skinned man wearing a cowboy hat with horns sticking out of it. Um, and he's standing next to a cart and he kind of like nods his head over to where you guys are at. Oh, yeah. Murphy. Murphy, for God's sake. So glad you're here. Can you get us out of the slums, please, darling? I'm not feeling very well. I'd rather like to go home. He's very smiley. He's like, oh, don't you worry, my friend Karen. I got just the thing. And he, the cart that he's in has a bunch of hay bales in it. And he, like, double taps the side of the hay bales and a little door opens. And you can see the hay bales are actually <laughs> hollow. And he's like, get in. Yep, get Sweet, in, yep. get in. Dives in. So he closes the door and he goes, yeah. And then the little space that you guys are packed into starts to move and you can tell that the cart is now uh, traveling through the city a little bit. So you've got a moment to catch your breath if you want. Flynn, can you hand me one of those potions? I think I will drink it because I can't feel any worse than I'm feeling right now. I would like to just, like, Effie yeah. hand it to her, like, interject it first. A quick look, just to make sure it's not poisoned. Okay, and give then... me an arcana check. Okay. No, actually, give me a medicine check, or an arcana check, whatever one you prefer. I'm gonna go with, uh, arcana. Okay. That is 11 plus 6, uh, 17. Yeah, you're pretty sure this is a, uh, a potion of healing. It's not something that you normally see in day-to-day, because they tend to be pretty complicated to brew. Like, usually within a workspace environment, you go to a first aid kit before you spend 100 gold on a potion. But you're pretty yeah. sure that this is something that you can you can make use of. Okay. Yeah, seems pretty safe, Karen. What was my HP down to? One. Um, Everybody's HP one. is one. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll drink it. Um, I'll drink one also. Okay, so um, who drinks them? Um, I'll drink one if that's all right. I'd give Ida his... He could have the one. I will Aww. Have Thanks. Okay. Those of you who choose to drink one, that's one d ten plus one d ten plus two healing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Healing for eleven. My HP is back up to twelve. Thank. Yeah, I got twelve too. Oh God. A lot of really nice rolls when you guys are needing it, eh? Although the misses in that battle against Vito, I was getting a bit tense on my end. <laughs> You're like shit. <laughs> Uh, Karen's tough. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, are you guys gonna talk or anything while you're traveling? <laughs> oh, I'm a bit too tired for that. Yeah, Karen's just got her head her head in her hands. Um, but she does um ask if she can reach into the oh, uh, uh bag I'm holding to grab her tote bag back out of it. So after about fifteen minutes of sitting in a little box traveling. You, you hear that you feel the cart stop and a few seconds later you see Murphy open the door to the back of the little box that you guys are traveling in except he's not wearing a hat anymore and his horns are gone mm-hmm. and he says hey welcome my friends you guys have done such a fantastic job come Come on out, come on out. Let's get you, let's get you patched up. What do you mean by welcome? You better not have taken us somewhere weird. I just want to go to my house. 
Oh, no, 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 don't worry. This is this is my place. I just thought you might need a minute to lie down while people are, you know, out there possibly looking for you. Just a little bit of a safe house, and then you can go off and do what it is that you want to do. Thank you, Murphy. I'm not going to comment on the lack of horns. It's very strange. Frankie's going <laughs> to comment on the lack of horns. Um, <laughs> Murphy holds up the two hats that you've seen him wearing, um, and they both have horns sticking out of them. Oh my gosh. And he's like, hey, listen, so the thing is, is that what I've been up to, it would be really good if I wasn't identified as being a part of it. I'm actually a fire genasi, but the thing is, people tend to notice guys like me kind of walking around, so I thought, you know, maybe I'll be a tiefling for a little while. Murphy, forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it. You know what I mean. Forget about it. So he's very jovial. He's like helping you out of the car and like giving you places to sit. Um, and offers you water, and there's there's a, there's a little bit of food sitting at a little table in his this little like garage area that he's got. He kind of sits and smiles, and he's like, "So listen, I'm uh, I got a couple of things to apologize for. If you uh, if you want to hear me out for a minute, uh, I do believe you have some things to apologize for. You got a lot of explaining to do. So the thing is, is that I used to work for Don Vito." I was a, uh, I was one of his guys, you know. But the thing is, is that I knew he was a fool. As soon as he sold his soul to that thing, I knew he was a moron. You know, the revolving door of crime bosses that fall into that same trap. It escapes me how they think they're the ones who are gonna beat that system. So I feel kind of bad for throwing you guys to your deaths and everything. So I just wanted to explain myself and maybe offer you something to kind of make us even. Now that Vito's out of the picture, Murphy's gonna kind of move on up in the world a little bit. I've got myself a very prominent business plan, and I think that it's gonna be something that will benefit everybody, if you know what I mean. What is it a legitimate business plan, Murphy? Oh yes, I'm gonna be buying and selling very expensive goods. Is it the buying and selling of magical artifacts, Murphy? My dude, Karen, you know you know what is up. And he Well, you can't tell us about that, Murphy. I'm willing to go to a lot for you because you've done a lot for us today, but I just I can't be involved in this. Well, you he, understand. He sits down on the squishy chair next to you and he says, Karen, you know some things about me. I know some things about you. We can all rot in a dungeon together, or we can all go back to our happy lives, and you guys can have a new friend who, you know, considering that you're all magical fighters and everything, that, you know, maybe we can help each other out a little bit. Frankie stands up suddenly. He's like, Karen doesn't talk for all of us. I'd like <laughs> magical items. There's my I'm, dude. I'm somewhat of a magic user myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he, he says, like, look, so the reason that I needed things done in a certain way is because I needed to get some capital going. So I managed to procure some items from my previous employer's estate. And you kind of see behind him, there's a safe that you kind of noticed was in the office before the building got blown up. And it's open and, you know, it's, it's empty now. He says, look, I'm ready to start myself up a profitable little black market trade. You know, magic items, baby. Murphy's Honest Goods is open for business. 
if you ever find yourself in need of a tricky gadget or a glowing sword for your mantle or whatever, remember that Murphy owes you a favor. Well, I suppose. Thanks, Murphy. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I appreciate that, Karen. As much as I would enjoy hanging out with you in a cell in the Emperor's dungeon for the rest of our lives, I think this might be a better business situation for the two of us, if you know what I mean. I understand. Hey, if you're willing to go to those kind of lengths, I suppose I can turn a blind eye this time. Hey, there you go. So listen, we're pretty close to we're pretty close to the central circle. It's probably just gonna be a short walk to get yourselves a nice taxi, maybe something to eat, and then you can all head yourselves home. But uh, before you go, I got this uh, bucket of stuff I won't get much money for. Uh, so if you want, as a thank you from me to you, I'll uh, let you guys grab something out of this bucket. How do you feel? Is this anything that's going to get us arrested? Oh, surely not. Just make sure you don't get it scanned, and uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. It's no more <laughs> or less dangerous than those amulets you're carrying around, or uh, that bag. You know, it's it's gotta be fine. You'll be alright. Alright. I mean, trust yeah. Me. Okay. I'm down. So, I have a list of 12 magical items that I'm about to send you guys <laughs> through the chat. So you can all have a little read and each pick one thing that you want to use. Um, so just keep in mind that I've written down in the description what the effect is, but pick them based on what they look like. Because I imagine you wouldn't actually have time to examine them. I'll just let yeah. you, I'll, I'm giving you guys the opportunity to not pick duds. <laughs> oh man. These are all ex these are some of these are extremely good. I'm torn, I'm torn between mouth of minty, wand of tomato slinging, and crocs of sneezing um, for the one that Liv made. Uh, Liv made the crocs of sneezing. Hey, I knew it was one of those three. I'm kind of feeling the cape. The cape of chlorophyll. Yeah. I was going to use that one too. I'm I'm feeling the orb of advice. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's do. Let's roll d twenty. And then that, yep. that will determine the order that you guys pick stuff out of the bucket. Oh, okay. sounds good. And there's only one of each thing as well. Sure. <laughs> I got a net one. Does that mean I can roll again? No, you're gonna no. Pick, you're gonna pick last. <laughs> I got a seven. I got a three. Six. Okay, so seven. Uh, so Liz first, then Steph, yes. then Poppy, then Nate. Is that right? God, yep. You we guys saved, all rolled we really low. We saved all of our shittiest rolls for the last roll. Okay, Liz, what item are you going to pick for yourself? Mm, I've just seen Dr. Widdishan's Fantastic Battle Trousers, <laughs> which I'm going to pick. So you're taking Dr. Widdishan's Fantastic Battle Trousers. Very nice. Make sure you yes. know they're down in your inventory. Sure thing. So that increases my AC up to 14. And because I don't wear armor. That's really good. Yes. Steph, what are you picking? Actually, I think I'll pick the eyes of, is it... Minute seeing. Okay, yeah, so they are a pair of crystal lenses. I imagine that they're like on little goggles that you would keep on your uh, keep on your head. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Poppy, what are you going to pick? I'm thinking the coin of certainty. Okay, brass coin that always lands on heads. Yeah, cool. Okay, and Nate, what are you taking? Yeah, I think I want the cape of... Chlorophyll. How do you say it? Chlorophyll. 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 And make sure that you, you only get the one HP per hour if you've been in either sunlight or bright light for the entire hour, okay? Okay. So if you just make notes that like, oh, I'm gonna make sure not to sit in the shade, that will be enough to make sure that you get that kind of that kind of healing per hour. Okay. 
so well party um your mission is complete you've got work in the morning in about uh at this point it's probably about 7 p.m you've got work in about 14 hours what now what are you guys going to do i'm gonna get some food karen's invited everyone to her house um for dinner if you would like to join her a traditional traditional dwarvish meal oh it sounds delicious yeah that's great thank you karen we'll be there in a tick Might need to freshen up first, though. Well, that's fine, darling. I've got uh, I've got bathrooms in my house. We can we can wash down there. Everything is going to be just fine. And she's going to kind of stagger out into the evening and hail a taxi. Um, so, if you care to look behind you, you'll see a very legitimate-looking storefront that says uh, "Murphy's Honest Goods" on it. And <laughs> you guys are fairly close to the circle, so that the city is a a pretty big circle with it like basically an x through it the south district is the slums the west district is the business district the east district is the residential district and the uh north district is the like the royal or the um the fancy you know wealthy district yeah so you guys are pretty close to the center there there's a large park in the center and so as the four of you hail a taxi catching your breath counting yourselves lucky to be alive Uh you look around at the three people that you've just cheated death with and you wonder what working at a paper company tomorrow is going to feel like. (laughs) Trash. Hello, it's me, the Lord of Festering Peace, Lord Quisifistus. Thank you for listening to the show, even though I will destroy the main characters if I ever come back, which I definitely probably will. Have yourself a lovely day, and do something nice for a stranger, why don't you? Okay, bye!